so that song was called Searching by Roy Ayers, and it is brought to you by the good folks at Spotify. You can find a link to that song directly into the show notes of this one. This is another episode of Cloud Conversations. I am your host, Harvey Banks. I am with my friend Loriano from I Self Reflect. Also, the trailer park. Loriano, don't interrupt me. I'm rolling, dog. Now you done nope. threw me off. I got to do it again. Let's hit restart. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. That was an inside joke. <laughs> um, I was like, also, oh. <laughs> we got the trailer park beauty herself. Christy, how are you? Hello, how is everybody tonight? I'm doing okay. Lost a bunch of money today. So, hey. You lost a bunch of money, you said? Dog. <laughs> Laugh now, smile later, cry later. Ugh, I was crying all day to myself. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the thing about gambling, right? It's not always good. And then, here's the other side of gambling. It gives you this weird courage that you can always get your money back. So it's like lost all of those. Now you know. But if I double up on this one, I can get it back. It never goes well. Do not chase. You know, I see lottery winnings on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. The payout is always half of what the buy-in is. Just so you know. Oh, 100%. And with sports gambling, I'm telling you, it ain't even half. Vegas wins every single day. You just hope oh, yeah. to win with them at times. We're a smaller store, so and we're not even seeing all of the winnings. But yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. So I lost some money today, so I need some good conversation to kind of cheer me up. Loriana, well, what quick you been on up that. to? Yeah, real quick on that. I saw your Instagram posted today. You shared a picture with like some yeah. fucking thirteen long run parlay for five bucks, but the winnings, if possible, were six figures. Did yeah. I read that right? It's correct. Did and you, you play know, that? Uh, yeah, I did play it. It was, I got eight of the 13 correct. <laughs> Damn. But. That's how they get you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, yeah, it was five bucks and it could have, it would have been like $128,000 or something like that. I, but honestly, what I was hoping for. So what happens is if you, if you hit the first few, right. The, cause they'll step in and say, Hey, if you win all of these, you'll get 128,000. You've hit six so far. What if we offer you five thousand dollars? Would you cash out right now? No matter what happens out? to the rest of, them? I didn't get that. They didn't. I didn't get the offer because all the games were kind of going on at the same time. Oh. Yeah, and so I didn't plan that one out right. I should have staggered the games because it would have. I would have been sitting with winners longer. You know what I mean? And yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Usually they'll. You just want to hit the the first few, and then they'll say, "Hey." Your $5 bet, would you take $1,000 to cash out now? And I would have been like, absolutely, give me my $1,000. My my you turn $5 into $1,000. But how the casino looks at it is, we just avoided having to pay $128,000. Because if yeah. this shit happens to hit, <laughs> that sucks, right? And so, yeah, you do that, and I was just hoping for the cash out. I'll keep doing those, though, because... It's, I mean, it's cheap money and it's, you never know. Lightning could strike one day. <laughs> no, yeah. And actually, I, you know, I gamble myself. And that sort of gambling, though, against like sports, to me, I love it, even though I can't quite do it, especially in the state of Oregon. But yeah. it's like, 
it's based on the teams and the players rather than uh, a, you're playing against a computer or a machine itself with an algorithm mm-hmm. built in. So I loved because you never know. Yeah, it was great. So me and my son went to the Colts game today and I needed Jonathan Taylor, the running back. Like I needed him to get 70 yards today hmm. and a touchdown. And it's the second half and they gave him the ball like twice. And I was like, yo, what the fuck? Like he's normally by that time he has 15, 20 carries. 60 yards this nigga had like two carries four yards and i was like yo they must know i'm here and know i need want this money <laughs> and then like all of a sudden he bust out for this 75 yard run dog and like the feeling of cashing that ticket in that stadium with everyone going wild at the time amazing right and it's little thing that's the fun in sports betting right there like it's not it's about the money but like it was more than just money in stadium you know what i mean so right. that shit was pretty dope so that's interesting I, w- I wonder if more people get into sports just because of that because like oh well now i can gamble so i've never watched that but let i me think try this. so it was fun it's funny because this dude behind me was like older guy and his wife was at the game with them and he says t- to his wife he's like if the Colts go into halftime up by at least seven points, I win my, I made a first half bet. And yo, she was like, not having it. She's like, I better not find out you're gambling. I better not. He was like, it's just, it's, it was little money. It was like 25 bucks. It was a free bet. But here's the thing. If if they gave him a $25 free bet, that man's been gambling already. That's how Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Let me tell you what, my father was a big gambler back in the day and he still is to this day like mm-hmm. he when the internet first became a big thing like he would talk about you can go online and you can bet on what color socks they have on or what color yeah, anything. You can bet anything he was like you can bet what how they have their shoes done or how they have their what? face painted on my dad yeah. is all into betting let me tell you he is big in it at the Big Super Bowl, things. you can bet what color the Gatorade's going to be that gets dumped on the winning no. coach. And no. like my I father don't. is like, he like, everybody always tells me, like my father is like a such a sports whiz. Like y'all would love him on your sports podcast. Everybody mm. always tells me if, if uh, the internet was a thing back when we were younger, your dad would be one of the number one sports podcasters because he can tell you who is on the field in the 1978 Super Bowl. Like, he knows, like, little random ass facts that don't matter for no reason. Like, he is, like, all about some sports. And he still, to this day, bets on sports. I know he does. He won't. That's he the, doesn't. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. Like, it's if you loved sports like I did, like, before I started gambling, like, Loriano knows. Like, I, I just love sports. That's That's what I watch on TV. It's what I do every single day since I was a child. And so the man, it like the merging of that and money <laughs> for me, it's just a, it's a perfect thing. You know what I mean? And so it, it does help to know a little bit more about sports than the average Joe. Cause you can make some decent money doing that. But the interesting part about gambling to me is I always say, I always say there's three things that make men like smart men do stupid stuff. Right. And that's sports, money and women. Oh, yep. 
that'll make just the smartest and most logical person do some just irrational shit, right? And so the hold that gambling, the rush that gambling gives, I understand how people lose their houses and their families over this. Because it's play money. Like, I'm in a Discord group, which is like it's a chat group with a bunch of people that, like, it's play money. Like, if people knew the amount of money that we wagered every fucking day, they, our families would be calling and saying, hey, we need to get them into rehab. The amounts of money that, but it's, it's funny now because I look at we look at money differently. So I was telling Loriano, one of the dudes in our group, like in my group, he took his last, I think it was a total of like $23 and put it on this long shot bed. And he turned $23 into $33,000 in one day. That's fucking insane. It's hard. And he posted in the group, like in the group chat, he was like, my life's just changed forever. It's not really about the $33,000. Once you see that the money is kind of manufactured, it's hard to go back to looking at money the same way. Like, I don't look at $100 the same way I did two years ago. Oh, facts. You just don't do it. And so, like, you start off betting 5 and $10 at a time. Then you hit a $200 bet, and then you start betting 25 Then you get to 50 Then you get to 100 and you get to the point where there's no point in me betting. I just won't bet if I don't have enough money to lose. It's not fun. I'm not betting five fucking bucks. It's boring. Where's the fun <laughs> in that? There's no risk. So there's no real reward. Well, we did make a $5 bet well, a couple of days ago, and that was sounded like a fucking great reward if it happened. Lotto tickets, bro. It would have been like, what, 12 grand? and it's it's just wild because it's like you could do you can christy you can go to school and get you a degree and you can go to work every single day and make a difference in this world and bring home thirty five thousand dollars a year or bring home eight hundred dollars a week and i can sit on my couch for eight hours on for eight hours on a sunday (laughs) and make a thousand bucks like i did last week it's disappointing when I got on all this student debt for what? It's 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 for just wild. Well, it's not even just that. It's like I see people going to work for twelve hour days. Well, I do. And you know, coming I home with do. a paycheck that's six to seven hundred bucks, and I'm like, I can never. To me, I think with that is because I still take my ass to work. I still work forty hours. A week, As you should. I'm not telling nobody shit. to quit their job. Yeah, please don't quit, quit your job, all your jobs. people. I am. Don't quit, quit job, jobs. please. I still work a very ordinary job. I'm still a very normal person. Please don't quit your job. My <laughs> thing is retirement. It is the long-term benefits. Like I know eventually if I get tired in 30 years, or not even 30 years, 20 years, 10, 15 years, say, fuck this, I'm done. I can just walk the fuck away and I know that I will have a check coming to me, a permanent check. That's See, not just going to be what the state decides I'm worth. That state money going to be gone anyways. That's Social Security's Yeah, failing. that's but, like, yeah, you're right. Like, for me, here's how I look at it. 
by the time I'm 65, 70 or retirement age, if I haven't figured out how to make money without a job at that point, I don't deserve to get to, to sit back and collect a retirement check. Like the, the whole retirement thing is a, it's a foreign concept to me. Cause it's like, I get it. But see, you found a way to maintain off of line on being online. Not well, everybody has found a way to do that. Well, offline too. Like I, I have a, a business business office. Right. So I, I no, that's why I keep wanted to say you're multifaceted. Yo, don't quit your jobs. Like you, the rent is still due no matter fucking what. Like don't go out and be like, yeah, no, that nigga was right. We should just <laughs> bet this rent money. Don't do that. Don't, don't have faith do and pray because that. that shit is not realistic if there is nothing to back it up. Yes. So yeah, no, yeah. I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna give the wrong idea. I do. Quit your job. This Stop thing. saying <laughs> that, Loriano. <laughs> so no, let's go. Let's let's go there. Let's go there for a second. So you recently did do that. Oh yeah. Explain I, to me the differences you feel when you wake up, when you go to bed at night. Did your get like things that changed, right? Once it yeah. was like, hey, it's on me now, you know? Yeah. So I've always been a, a fellow that's going to do what I want when I want, but there's only one word that sums up what you're asking and it's called freedom. Yes. I literally can do whatever I want with my hours throughout the whole fucking 24 hours in a day. And it's so fucking crazy because like if you do the math on what you make per day, and you say, hey, today I need to make this quota. So if you're working minimum wage, wherever state you're in, times about eight hours, just say comfortable. That's how much you need to make in a day to move over from a job. And so I've always, it's always been in the back of my head. I've tried a lot of different things. and But I've always worked a job at least part-time mostly because, you know, I, I wanted the, the comfortability and the, the quick cash that, working a profession would give you but i knew i was wasn't happy and then especially after this quarantine break i went back into the job force thinking like all right let's get this everything's opened up working at a good restaurant but then going back into it after having all this time by myself and I, i'm very like a, a humanistic mind i'm like i don't think humans should ever work for somebody else ever this is why I can't wait for the future when fucking robots takes everyone fucking jobs because I believe humans need to be more creative and out of the box thinking because you hear all these stories of like, oh, wow, I've worked till 60. Then I got a fucking pension. I got the 401k. It's like, bitch, what would you have done all those 60 years if you didn't do that? You would have stayed home more. You would have loved your kids, loved your wife. You would have maybe go to sports betting. You would have fucking took up knitting because that was your passion since the kid. So life happens to us and I just like hit smacking life back in the ass by working backwards. So I'm like, Hey, if I need to make this certain money, this is how much I need to make a day. So I don't think anybody should work a job. I think there's just a lot of, I think jobs were drain us out, out of energy and time. And it's the two greatest assets in the whole world. And so it's like, if you're listening to this at any age, you have a time to take a step backwards. And if you'd be comfortable for a month or two, Go ahead and fucking reach your dreams and your goals because it's fucking worth it for the long run. Because time and energy is your fucking, it's the big play here. 
Yeah, I completely agree with that. It's um, I try to explain that to people that like, it's not. I could probably make more money at a job than I make, not long term, mm-hmm. but like, and not for the hours that like I have to put in, et cetera. Like it doesn't equate that way, right? But for me, like, there is no price for the freedom. I don't care what anybody says about to me or about me. There's and no see, price. You, you guys have to understand it from somebody like my position. Mm-hmm. I am a single mother. Like I literally live paycheck to paycheck right? at times. So it's something like this. That is, that is literally out of completely out of the aspect for me. So in that aspect you know you literally have to have a game plan to get to that point yes that sounds great that sounds amazing everything you're saying god that literally sounds like a damn dream but you know to think you know okay i gotta have enough money to make it a month you know i'm a woman i have kids that have needs you know their fathers don't help out so it's just it's a more long-term thing to some people than it is to others. No, nah, it's, it's to most people. I understand that. Chris, do you know how many kids I got? <laughs> I know you do, but you're blessed, though. I got a lot of kids. Yeah, but you're team. still blessed, though. And you're blessed that they're, you know, I'm not saying, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, when their mother is taking them and helping out on that daily responsibility, that helps out a lot because you have the, the means to go a little bit at least the physical means to go after your dreams more so than somebody who is literally putting in the work every day. You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you're putting in the work every day. I'm not saying that because I know that you are a good father. So I know that, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand I, I, what you're saying. I, I do want to make it clear that when we say like this, like it's not that we're knocking anybody that chooses the life like, so I've got this funny thing when it comes to like freedom and what makes you happy. I understand that different things make different people happy. Right. right. And like I tell people all the time, you think that you would want a hundred million dollars, but let me tell you a hundred million dollars comes with hundred million dollar problems. Mm-hmm. And you think that's what's going to make you happy. But there's going to be a nurse that married the man of her dreams who's a mechanic that's doing the job of his dream and she's doing the job of her dream and they make $75,000 a year, have a beautiful family, a beautiful house, and that is literally what they wanted. So and when I say these things, the it's same not about peop- the same exact situation, two different people, and they're going to be miserable in that relationship. Yeah, yeah, no, it just it has uh, what I'm the only the only point I'm trying to make is it's not. We talk about the money, but I'm not. I don't mean to. The money's not the important thing when me and Loriano talk about this stuff. Actually, we we rarely actually talk about the money. We only talk about like if this is you, if this is what makes you happy. And so when I give people like when we when I talk about, hey, this is what I do. Yes, my time is my own, this, this and that. It's usually to people that tell me that this is the lifestyle that they want to live. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. 
Are you sure? <laughs> because, like you said, so my bills never stopped either. And four years prior to this, Loriano can attest, we were getting evicted at the same time. <laughs> oh, I believe it. And That's then also, <laughs> too, because you're working at home, people think, oh, well, you can do this for me. You can do that for me because you're working from home. And it's like, no, that's not. I'm I'm working from home because I'm chasing my dreams. Also, it's, people don't people don't people just don't. If people that's never known anyone that's owned a business or they don't do things like that, they just don't understand. My own mother, once every six months or so, will send me an open job listing. <laughs> it, Christy, <laughs> it drives me insane. Oh, I bet. I tell Lori, Loriano, don't I call you every time? Yeah, and it's I'm like funny. Like, yeah. yo, I pay bills, bitch. What are you talking about? Like, oh, no. I don't just work for this. Like, oh, right. it this isn't me nuts. A, just a ha- pastime. Like, she, and I know she means well. Right. She just don't understand. She don't yeah. get that that's the worst thing you can do to a nigga with, like me. Right. Because right. that, that makes that, me that's that's just going to make you chase the pavement much harder like, yo. and keep going that much harder and be like no see i'm gonna prove to you why this is exactly what i am supposed to be doing i'm just like cut it out like it's been years <laughs> you, I'm, yeah i'm okay as long as i've known yep oh my gosh yeah you was about to say something Lorian. i cut no, you off my bad no no it's okay it's interesting but i i guess my over perspective on it was saying Hey, if you can work at a job for, you know, eight to 10 hours or even more than that, I'm saying if you can equivalent that to your own time and use that in a productive way uh, behind like a, any home business, like fucking drawing, knitting, like you literally can sell anything. And the brilliant thing you said to me once, there's a million ways to make a million dollars. That's my favorite I, saying, I, dog. I sell one book on Amazon for like 150 bucks and it's just like. How many hours in the day did somebody make minimum wage that I just made in about five minutes? So I'm saying there's different options that you can do. And I, I just want to empower people to get their time back. You know, whether you got to fucking and, and even, draw, but people whatever. who aren't writers, please don't sell your book for 150 bucks because nobody's going to buy it. <laughs> nah, here's the thing. You it, well, it depends on the content. He didn't even write the book. I'm selling all the people's books. We selling old books, baby. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Buy a book for two dollars that sells on the line for fifty dollars. You just made yourself forty eight dollars. You got to ship it. You made yourself about forty dollars. Mm-hmm. But that's that's forty dollars, dog. What? See, how why many don't hours y'all live closer work? to me? Like, I need y'all in my circle, like my closer circle, to be like preaching to me. Like this to me. is, and it's, and the reason I tell people things like this is because, like. Everybody went through the pandemic, but like everybody didn't realize everything that happened. Mm-hmm. I know well, I your job working. is secure. I know your job is there. What are you going to do if the people that own your job decide that it's no longer financially viable for them to operate that business? Oh, I know. I know that. You can get a new job, but there's going to be some overlap. They're going to pay me out, though, for one. They would have to pay me out. My only advice for people is so I would be, have time to figure it out, but that know doesn't how mean to turn, I shouldn't be figuring it out now. Know how to turn one dollar into two dollars. That's all you got to do. Don't get That's romantic it. about how you make the money. 
the my biggest money maker that I've had is a cleaning business. It's my le- it's my legacy. When I created Eco Clean, it's my legacy. We do office cleanings. Mm-hmm. Guess what? My son has a job if he wants it. Like, you think I grew up wanting to clean toilets? No, I'm just not. I'm not romantic about how my I get my dollar. So if I get a dollar cleaning the toilet, and then tonight I get a dollar because I went to Goodwill and I was looking for the freshest vintage clothing. But y'all also live in a bit. You know, HB, you've lived in this area. You know that opportunities huh? aren't flowing like they are in bigger areas. If there's a like will, there's a are. way. There's not nah, Christy, garage not sales. the internet, dog. The internet. Like, live. There's, there's like two thrift stores here. And those yeah. thrift stores are pocketing profits. Trust me. I don't go no. I don't even go to the thrift store. The internet. Trust me. We're going to talk one day. We're going to do, we're going to put Christy through like a two week boot camp or something. Y'all we're going to show her all on. the ways. I'm down. To and make I'll money keep to where job. she don't even got to look. No, all no. The bread. <laughs> you definitely going to keep your job. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. taking all the bread. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, nah, it's, uh, again, it's, it's just turning $1 into $2. Master yeah. that. It doesn't yeah, matter I what it is and don't me. get romantic. I need y'all I will to sell me. you anything if I can yeah. buy it for a dollar and sell it for two. Yeah, I think it's the idea. Everyone lives comfortable comfortable within the system that has been working, and we're just not thinking freely enough. So I love to have those conversations to shatter minds. And See, that's not me. I'm, like, very driven. I just have not really figured out a way to make in i mean i'm figuring that out as i go but i've been slow at figuring it out right exactly that's most people that's us too we have so much stimuli especially in the lives we live that it's like oh shit and then we're overwhelmed like let me go back to i know this this and this but everyone's stuck in that sort of rut if you're not if you call it a rut because it's just it's really it's just life it's not a rut yeah that's true (laughs) i've done so many things that lost me money Things that I thought was going to be the one. And yeah. looking back now, it's like, what the fuck was wrong with me? I lost money on that. I didn't make But that's no why money. $100 looks different to us now. It, because it, what but, we realize yeah, how quick it is uh, to make $100. And not even just how, like, Christy, I got dudes in my group chat that are 22 and 23 years old that have weekends that they make twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars. Yo, bro, tell her the story about the college dropouts. So it's it's a group of three kids. They were so they went to Rutgers University uh, as recent as last semester or whatever, right? And they just they're in this sports betting group chat thing that I'm in, and they just started kind of. I'll give them this: they're not complete idiots, right? Like me, they do research. Uh, they follow a lot of the group's picks, too. So I wake up every single morning, and I look at sports lines like I do the stock market, right? I look at lines, and I say, oh, that's not right. Vegas missed on this one. I like this, I like that, and I like that for today. So in this group, I'll share those things. And I'll say, hey, did anybody see this, see that? Generally, we'll get a consensus of, so there's these four things today that everybody came into the group and was like, hey, did y'all see this? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so everybody kind of follows everything. Well, they hit for like 10 grand one weekend. It's three friends. And then so 
they then decided to take like five of that 10 grand and put it on this one dope bet and they hit it and it was like 40 grand and then they take another and then so now what they do is like they they just go around betting and they travel and they go to these games uh i tag loriana you remember the, the post i tagged you in on instagram right yeah was that them that's them oh. and folks <laughs> and out there just, listening gamble at your own risk really it's 100 percent gamble responsibly yeah. but so like they were in college with life plans to be xyz mm-hmm. and in a matter of two months made more money than their parents salaries you're That's never gonna insane. you're never gonna be able to tell those kids to go to work for fifteen dollars an hour. No. Not gonna ever. work. Ever. Yeah. They'll Changes never the see money the same again. Good or bad, right? And it's like uh once you see money differently, it's a gift and a curse. If I don't know mm. what would happen if I would have to become an employee again, I'd be the worst fucking employee. You want me to come <laughs> here for eight hours for fifteen dollars an hour? Wait a minute, right. let, me do the, let me do the math on this. You want me to do 10 hours for $150 in which Uncle Sam is about to take almost half of that shit? Man, if you don't get the fuck out of here, I can't do that. It's crazy. Exactly. Your greatest when asset in the take, world is fucking when time and energy. I can take energy. two hours and go clean this office and they pay me $250 every time I show up. That adds up. I can show up three times a week. <laughs> yeah, not gonna do it. Not, I, I'm sorry, bro. I can't give you ten hours. I can't do it. I can never see it that way again in my life. Right? It's a gift and a curse. Because the curse is, you're gonna go through periods where that money ain't flowing in. <laughs> yeah, and you, it it gets times where it's like, oh shit, okay. And see when you're no like me money. and your credit score is looking real ugly and you have no other backup. There is no other option, so you know you just take your ass to work. <laughs> you do, and I, like so. One of the things I like about Loriano a lot is Loriano has this innate ability to back himself into a hole. <laughs> and I don't know. Back, <laughs> I, I think I love it. We've, we've talked about never this. publicly talked about this, <laughs> but literally, if things are going too well. We yeah. both get real comfortable and start taking some stupid fucking risk, right? Yeah, like, there's no challenge. It seems like, well, okay, I see how easy this is. This was we nice. were so bored a year ago. He's <laughs> running from a wildfire in Oregon. He comes to my house in Indiana. We're sitting out back in my backyard with the fire going. It's what eleven thirty at night, and I say we should go to New York. I was there for at least eight hours in Indiana. Oh my god! Yeah, and I say crazy. we should go to New York. <laughs> And he's like, let's go. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let's book these flights. <laughs> Why did we book them flights? And eight hours later, we're on an airplane on the way to New York. <laughs> when I tell you, like, but things were just going too good. It was money's flowing every direction. And we're not really getting any work done at all. And it's just oh like, gosh. it's not productive time. Mm-mm. So like, when the back kind of hits the wall or the room seems like it's getting smaller. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. Well, I got to get focused. And he's the best at that. And this motherfucker, if, 
if if the universe doesn't do it to him, <laughs> he will create create every scenario that puts his back against the wall. <laughs> Got to. I think I love I love the game in that aspect. It's the rush of saying, "Hey, what are you gonna do when you're back in the corner?" But you can't go to anything else. You just have to rely on yourself. Because if I had like fifty grand right now, I would live probably like a million dollar lifestyle. But I would also invest and create, you know, fucking reoccurring money. But there's something about it. I'm like, I'd love to be scared and uncomfortable with it because it it helps me be creative. But then again, I also have to admit, I have no children. I am single. I can take as many risks I want, but I'm such a freedom guy. I love it. Yes, the game, man. I like the game. I I just like... I like the game of turning nothing into something. Mm-hmm. Money, businesses, friendships, creating podcasts, whatever it is. I like the game. One of my favorite quotes from one of my favorite, favorite movies, Paid in Full, right? <laughs> Man, they sitting in the car, and Mitch looks over at Ace, and he says, you think if I leave the game, these hoes still going to suck my dick? And what he means by that is... Bro, it ain't about the money. I can't leave the game. I love the game. The game is why we're all here. (laughs) They ain't sucking my dick just because they like sucking dick. That's the game. And if I ain't in the game, what am I? And that's how sometimes like I feel when it comes to this money race. Like if I ain't if I ain't trying to do it really big, well, what am I doing? Yeah. And like it's just uh I love the game, man. I really do. I really do. Yeah, I like to question the game. I'm definitely a rule breaker, but I, I I get it. Life to me, life is a game. I also think life's a fucking dream. Conversation for some other time. But yeah, it's it's a game to be played. And we are all the, the characters, so it's like, how are you gonna play your own game? It's like just live your so, life. <laughs> You said you liked you said you like to be a rule breaker. And so oh, like yeah. I'm at the point now where it's like here's my problem with the rules and the rules being broken. I don't know who's making the rules anymore. I never knew who was making them before, but like mm-hmm. this it, it doesn't make sense to me anymore. Like everything that happens it's just a, it's a social make- it's a social construct and I I'm speaking in metaphors because you're right. It's so open-ended and you realize who creates it. I'm going to say we ourselves create it for ourselves. I mean, there's some, the the universe, this earth that we live on, there's rules that are kind of there and we know them. But when you think about it, like wholeheartedly and that deeply, you realize you make your own rules, right? So when I say I break the rules, I'm breaking the social constructs of what life's given me to saying you should, or you have to, live your life this way or that way because we've kind of built these alleys for you and i'm like nah it's not good enough for me it did, whatever you did since i was born didn't make me creative enough or it killed my creativity so now i have to break the rules against you guys to go back to that mind frame yeah because to me that's freeing because i christy, don't think what, we know who we are what about you christy do you ever find yourself just like questioning like the the world is moving in this direction, but for some reason I want to go this way because this way makes more sense. I 
always find myself going in the wrong direction. And I feel like I try to fit in too far with that direction that everybody else is going because I feel like it's what I'm, I'm supposed to be doing. And mm-hmm. I'm a mother with a son. And, you know, and so I feel like because I have a kid, I feel like, you know, that's the direction I should be going is fighting with everybody. You know what I'm saying? Going the same direction with everybody else instead of yeah. making my own way, which sucks, you know. I, you know, I wish I could just, sometimes I wish I could just branch off and, be more original or, you know, try my own path at things, but it's like, it's, I'm scared if I do, I'm scared if I fail, it's like, is my failure going to be more than what, you know, is, is my, you know, what's going to be bigger, the failure or, you know, what could have been if I would have just proceeded with you know the normal path of society yeah that's a that's it's funny you say that too so people have that fear about more things than just like money and you know friendships and relations like that's a that's a pretty common fear right there and the best advice that i can give people to that and i wish i could credit who i heard it from first Cause this did not come from me, but I heard it from somebody and this shit just kind of stuck with me was that like, you only have to get it right. Once they're going to forget about your failures, like the people and, and, and the people that you think when you say, I don't want my failures to be like bigger than like what the success could be in this, this and that it's, it's not the failure. It's that like, you don't, or us as people don't want the perception of our failure to be that big, right? Because you can handle failure. You can handle saying, I'm going to start this business and then it not working. You can handle that because there's not, there's consequences, but well, I mean, you're a single mother. Y'all just make so magic yeah, you're happen strong as fuck already. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't, you the, don't conquer the life. Actual, the actual <laughs> failing you can handle it's the perception that you're a failure that you don't want but i see i don't feel that way because i feel like society well, already change perceives me as a failure because i am a, twice a single mother two times a single mother you know when you say thing. society it's not a bad thing <laughs> Yeah, when you you got, oh, we got to get you out of. Kentucky. I don't give a fuck what society <laughs> says. Let's just be all the way real, okay? <laughs> but I, we're just speaking general terms here. I'm just we're just speaking. You know, if I did give a fuck. Yeah, it's it's society is a funny thing because I don't even know who they are anymore. Just right. because, like, it's it's well, you know, like in this little town that I live in, like it, just people tend to generalize. And, like, shit that you might have done 15 years ago, they'll still look and whisper in the damn uh, bodega about. It's like, for real, grow Mm. up, Susie. That shit happened 20 years ago. (laughs) Where have you been at? Are you mad? (laughs) Usually they are. (laughs) Yeah, they're mad because Johnny was there. (laughs) Damn, Susie. Susie's so mad. Fuck Susie. Let's, yeah, let's have a moment 
moment of, of silence for Susie. <laughs> Susie's, Susie's not really dead, is she? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Susie's not dead. <laughs> laughing. Okay, because I got, we her got sponsors now. We got sponsors now. <laughs> I don't know how far they're willing to go. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm bullshitting. But yeah, no, it's uh, that fear of like, failure it it keeps people from doing a bunch of stuff it's it's the consequences of failure are real i will say that but most of the other shit that people are afraid of that comes with it isn't actually real like yeah and it and that takes me into like outrage right and so i was watching the dave Chappelle special and we're gonna get into that a little bit Yes, okay. we're going to get into the story at the end about his friend Daphne, but he said something in in that story that meant that was pretty cool to me, right? And it was like a just a little off the cuff remark, but like he was like people were outraged on Twitter. But I don't give a fuck cuz that's not a real place. And I was like, "Yo, think about it." He's right. You can't cancel me on Twitter. I can log out. Mm-hmm. It's not a real place. And <laughs> I don't even have to see your outrage. It's not a real place. And so it's like, huh? Outrage. Yeah. What does outrage really mean nowadays? Because, like, in the old world, and when I say old world, I mean like, 99 2000 before this internet shit really popped off right mm-hmm. in the old world the outrage was in person it wasn't a ton of it but it was usually local and it was usually right there and everyone knew why the outrage was there and you're gonna have to confront these people or these things that they're saying these things that happen head-on face-to-face but now it's digital yeah but like, even if people confronted you you most people would stand by what they said because of, hey, this is the the perception of what they felt as a human. It, it, to, nonetheless, to me, that special, that uh, Dave Spell special was, it was fucking fantastic, honestly. But yeah, it, so Chappelle is like one of the greatest storytellers I've ever heard. There, and yeah, that's exactly what it is. He tells stories is amazing, and it's like. I listened to the joke and the part that people found outrageous to the point that that it was, uh, no, I cannot. Oh yeah. Uh, it's on YouTube. There's a version of it on YouTube, but legally I'm supposed to tell you to go to Netflix and play it on there because you know, Netflix owns the rights to that, but I will kind of summarize it a little bit here. I think we would be able to play like 30 second clips, but I don't have that. And so I'm just not going to get involved in that. But um, yeah, so the part that people got outraged about was actually the part that I felt the most touched by. I think so too. Like, (laughs) and then so it made me think to myself, like, how can people be upset with this? And then I was like, oh, the internet told them to. The internet told them to be mad. So like they decided they wanted to be 
they already decided they wanted to be mad. It's like coming to a fight ready to fight. Doesn't matter what the other person says when you get there. You're ready to fight. So you're going to use whatever they say to turn it into you're a fight. You're already on a fence when you get there. You're already ready to fight, right? You're not coming for a conversation. You're coming for a fight. And so the internet has people so ready for a fight all the time that it doesn't take much to push you there. And if it looks like there's people already going that direction, waves of other people will follow it, right? There and so it's like, that. yeah. Which one I of my favorite YouTubers, uh, Armand Wiggins. I love Armand Wiggins. I don't know if y'all know him or not. He kind of like does review a lot of like a lot of women's female rap. But anyways, he was talking about it, and he's gay. And he said, I'm not offended. It's comedy. He was like, and I feel like the people that are offended by it just like need to learn how to take a joke. Right. And it's uh let me let me give the quick backstory as to exactly what we're talking about. Dave Chappelle goes on to tell a story about a friend that he had made in San Francisco when he was earlier touring in San Francisco. He meets this friend. This friend is transgender. Uh at first, he did not know she was going to be a friend, but it was interesting to him because, you know, he had already been canceled for his last stand up when they said that he was transphobic or whatever. And so he meets this friend. They become kind of friends. What he ends up doing is when he's he's going back to do a show in San Francisco, he makes a phone call to her. Her name is Daphne. And he's like, hey, I'm in San Francisco. I want you to come and open for me. So he says what he didn't know was that she was an amateur. She'd only done like eight shows before, and now she gets to open for the GOAT, right? That's what he said. He was like, she goes up there, does a 45-minute set, and it's trash. He's like, she fucking, he's like, it's terrible. Yeah. And he's like, and so like, basically, long story short, what happens after that is, unlike other comedians who bomb and then try to get out of town, she came back and sat front row to learn from from him and he was like i thought it was kind of dope that she didn't run away she sat front row there was a heckler in the building she then kind of gives a one line back to the heckler that everybody starts laughing and then the show turns into dave and her having a back and forth about like trans shit and he describes it as i was able to ask questions that are uncomfortable and she was there with an answer and he's like, so afterwards, I told her, hey, you know, I'm going to work with you. We're going to get you better, this, this, and that. Stand-up special comes out. People on Twitter are like, he's ridiculous. Get him off Netflix. Delete Netflix. He's transphobic. Well, she comes to the defense of her friend and saying, hey, I know Dave's not transphobic. These are jokes. You have to look down on someone to want to hurt them. And Dave doesn't look down on people. These are punchlines, right? Mm -hmm. And so the internet then turns on her. <laughs> the trans community turns on the trans woman for supporting her friend. Yeah. And she committed suicide. Damn. And so, right, exactly. And so then people diverted that energy they had into pushing her to commit suicide 
and tried to put that on Dave. And so Dave was basically saying, y'all didn't, it hit me, it hit me deep when he said to her, when he said that, like, he didn't care what the trans community thought about her because she's not a part of y'all's tribe. She's a part of mine. Mm -hmm. And what he meant by that was we're in this fraternity of comedians. And I got to know her and that's my friend. And like my other friends, my friends get these jokes because that's my friend. Now y'all call me transphobic and you may think that, that means I can never tell a trans joke. But if I'm actually not transphobic, why would I not tell these jokes? <laughs> these are jokes. You don't get outraged when I tell black jokes, white jokes, or jokes about my Asian wife. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and that was that was key for me because right what you said was the perfect perception of what he was trying to deliver. And his whole fucking comedic special was about these different social constructs that we've created in our head. Hey, this is okay, but this is not okay. But mm -hmm. at the end of it, he was like, hey, but what about us? Did you forget about that? And a lot of people laughed, but it was fucking, it was very clever. Please, if you had a different sideways view about it, watch it again with a different perspective because it, he, he tells you about two or three times, hey, I'm being clever. I, I'm being smart with my words. Listen to the, read it in between the lines. Even the multiple, the multiple times, the multiple times he said, I'm transphobic. He's yeah. obviously being sarcastic. Right. I don't think people of understood course. that, yeah. but like he's saying, y'all say I'm transphobic. And then they and literally took it straight as soon as it came off and said, he's transphobic. It's like, dude, why would he say it that many times if he truly was transphobic? The, the joke in the beginning where he's like, afterwards, Daphne runs and gives me this huge hug and i violently pushed her off because i said nigga i'm transphobic like like that's a joke they didn't understand yo they didn't understand that was a joke that's obviously he's joking this is funny and the last joke at the end that he oh my god that he ended it with that was so funny and i don't uh, think yeah, I that people that get the point the reason he tells the joke is because that's his friend where he's talking about her daughter. Yeah, it's his way of like <laughs> memorializing her. You know, it, it was like, hilarious. I can't though. wait I to died. tell her daughter. Yeah, what I a knew great father. That's hilarious. Like, it's know, literally, oh, go ahead. Go it's exactly ahead. how you talk about your friends. It, it, that's what I was saying. It's a friend talking about a fucking friend. What are you yes. talking about? There's, it's nothing else to it. Yeah. yeah. And but, so, like, it was, it was funny, man. Like, it was very clever, and I loved it because I, I, I loved the metaphors, I loved the psychology behind it, and then the comedy with it. That's hard to do with all those. Very difficult things. to do. Yeah, very difficult. Yeah, it's a very difficult thing. And so, aside from Dave, like, I want to, I want to focus on like the public for a second because I want to point out what the internet did and why I always say. Yo, you got to get off the internet. I say that to everybody all the time. Yo, you got to leave the internet alone because it's not for everybody. And so here's what the internet done. The internet seen Dave Chappelle making transphobic, what they call transphobic comedy. So they decided that they were going to come to the defense of all trans people. 
and cancel Dave Chappelle. Then an actual trans person says, hey, hey, no, no, that's not what he means here. Like, I I know Dave now. We talk. This guy's not that. Thank you guys. But like, trust me, he's trying to teach you something. And then the people that were came to protect trans people flipped on the trans person and was like, okay, it's you now. So my point is this. You just wanted to be outraged. It didn't matter who it was. First, it was Dave so you could protect her. Then it was her because she was protecting Dave. Then it was Dave because he didn't protect her. What? That's insanity. Like, you, that's crazy. And here's the bottom line to it. And this is the last thing I'll say, and then I'm going to let you, I'm going to shut up and let y'all give everything you need to give about it. My point is this. You don't really give a fuck. You don't care. You don't give a fuck about trans, what another man is joking about a trans joke and this and that. Because you only do that shit on the internet. Because I've been in places, workplaces, sporting events, gyms, everywhere. And the same fucked up racist and or sexist, transphobic jokes get flown around all the time. And you don't give a fuck. You giggle, you laugh, you move on. What is it about the internet that makes you give a fuck? And why do I have to respect that as being real? That's, that's, it's, I don't. When I see you, when I see people doing shit for the internet, it forever changes how I feel about them. Simply because I'm like, yo, what are you doing? I know you, you don't give a fuck. I didn't need all my white friends to say Black Lives Matter. By the internet, few my friends, goddammit, I know it. <laughs> things they are desensitizing so much shit because there, there's so many people that you can tell is doing all this shit for fake shit, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And it's like it doesn't even have to be all that serious. Like this is the internet; it doesn't have to be all that serious shit all the time. Like let it just be the internet. You yes. know. They feel like they have to, though. They, they, these new constructs of this, that's the new society is the internet. You well, got let me put brands. There. Everything has to be so politically correct. My, yes. My last thing is seven. this. Old Navy, I don't need you to tell me Black Lives Matter or put that shit on a t-shirt. It's cool, dog. We didn't come to you for that. I just needed khakis. You know, and <laughs> Old Navy is ran by a whole bunch of old white men that probably are wearing a two-piece. They all like, are. We don't they care. They don't like, give yeah. a damn about no, black lives. It's just making them some revenue. So please And you stop. don't have to. You don't have to have an opinion about everything. Right. Right. Chill. Because I don't, don't give a shit about everything. It's literally done. They When it's done, when it's to a point that you are literally caving just over under social construction and stuff like please stop just stop doing that and the internet shouldn't be about that the internet should be the one place it was supposed to be a getaway that was the original intent uh, originally it was a getaway from the social norms it was a getaway from the 
the everything normal that you had in your life. It was that one place you could go and say some dumb shit. It didn't even fucking matter because it was the internet. It didn't matter. Now it doesn't matter. All the stuff you thought didn't matter 10 years ago is coming back to haunt so many people. And like people are literally running and hiding. And like, I mean, which, yeah, don't say dumb shit on the internet. But also, don't go out of your way to make your whole web page, your whole, your whole page, uh, politicized. Like, please stop. We don't need that 24 seven on the internet. Well, from my point of view, to me, it makes sense because before we had the internet, what did we have? We have social groups that we fit into and what makes us fit into social groups where there's a thing called, you know, the psychology of persuasion. Right. So, and they've done so many studies of this. So let's say, Theoretically, if you have five people that are uh, the control group, have like, hey, they're actors, and you have this sixth person who's not an actor, and you ask somebody, hey, what is this number on the board? And somebody clearly wrote a three, but five of those people said, no, yeah, that's four. They've done studies to say that that control person who was a real person without an actor was like, they would go along with the group and they say, no, yeah, that's a four, even though they saw as a three. So this is what the life we got built into. So before we had the social construct of the internet, where you can do behind a screen, not around people, which is a different connection issue. But so what we're dealing with is the psychology of persuasion from our friends groups or wanting to feel accepted or feeling part of this group. And so what mm -hmm. happens then we deal with this butterfly effect because once you hit the domino, it's going to ripple on. And so it takes just that one person to stand out loud and then they get it. Then it's called cancel culture because then they get canceled on the Internet. But we've dealt with this in the past. It's just transformed into the Internet era, which means now you can type something. But if you have a friend typing something, it's like most times they're going to agree with you because you still want to be friends with them, even though you don't see them. It's just happening in a different virtual world. I agree. Like I've, there's been times before, like I'll see the shade room post something and I'm like, I'm like, hold my mouth. Like, I don't even know how I feel about this. And I flip into the comments, read a few comments. And I'm like, okay, now I know how I feel about this. And like, I shouldn't even look to the comments. That's exactly what I'm saying. And so this is what it changes our perception. And I think 99% right. of the population, they do that already. And it takes one comment. And then it takes like 10 comments to agree with it. Because other people, look, the solution is you have to elevate your fucking consciousness. Be aware of what you think is right and what's wrong and what seems to sound to you. Nobody's living their life. We're living through other people's lenses. We're flooded with all this entertainment, serotonin, and dopamine in our heads. We're like, oh, this feels good. Made me laugh, but what does that mean? Nobody knows who they are. And Thanks. so in that point of view, it's, it's so easy to be like, well, Johnny said this. Johnny's my friend. Let me live through his life. And so it, what happens then is the ripple effect. And we're just dealing with this on a massive fucking scale. And I think the only solution is for people to have, you know, self-respective and you, you got to look at the man in the mirror and realize who the fuck you are and then go from there because thoughts and ideas in your head should be valued. And if it's not valued, then you're just going along with what people call the sheeple. And this is it's, it's being presented to us. That just means politics get dictated by it. And all this, it's like our whole world we're living in is based on this mass hypnosis pretty much. 
and so this is what people are like wake up and so it, it's a it's a psychology perspective like we have no control over our own brains and i blame it from childhood so it's not to one's fault ever but it's like you have yeah, the time to change it also another thing that was taken out when the internet kind of took over was like the fear of violence so used to if you oh, say something yeah. crazy you say something crazy about me on the internet when i see you in public i can slap the shit out of you and so you know i can't just talk crazy about such and such because i gotta see them in person and they're gonna slap the shit out of me so let me just keep this shit to myself and that's so why to fight. i think there's but a nowadays, difference between now like back in our day there wasn't a whole bunch of little shit talking punk little you know Biatches yeah. running around, whereas now it seems like there's so many like little punks walking around that will talk, say, spout out the craziest stuff out of their mouth. And I'm like, where did these little kids learn to talk like that? It's because they never had somebody up in their face ready to fight them because they said that when they were younger. Like, I'm we gonna did. Say, I agree, but I also disagree because. It also lets people speak the abilities of their minds and their thoughts naturally. Whether you're fucking, you just come out blatantly fucking racist or misogynist or fucking just a fucking asshole. And so if you didn't have that chance to say it before because you're out of fear, but now you can do it, it's like, well, okay, there's your true colors in a certain way. And we can call them out and they'll be combative or submissive. But to me, that's interesting on a thought provoking way because. If their mind was already thinking like that and they just never said it in front of people out of fear of fucking getting hit in the face. But it's like, now how can we do this in a different way in the internet basis? So if we have well, people I just think out, like when, when people started getting on the internet, they started thinking like there was this invisible shield around them that they were free to be able to shit talk people across the country because they knew people across the country weren't jenny uh in the ninth grade that goes to the same school i do you know right but to me that says a lot about the the, the person itself their, their yeah human but there mind. is a lot of that on the internet that's oh, trolls. that's a troll there is a it, lot of that on the internet it's almost like if somebody gets really drunk and you say hey when you got really drunk you speak the truth the internet it's almost like that where you're yeah. drinking this truth serum because you can do it without fear of something because you're but hanging out with like, homies or you're by yourself. See that, that whole without fear thing i just see that whole thing differently because it's like for me if you if you not saying it because you got fear so like if if in the real world you can't say these things because you have fears of violence or whatever but on the internet you feel empowered enough to say it i have a hard time believing that's really how you feel well i think you're just strong-minded hp honestly because this is, is a blessing to be your friend and this over your fucking really good friends i just think the populace is along those lines of the mass hypnosis of now i have the freedom to speak without somebody yeah. seeing me face well and i think a lot of them just do it just to be getting a reaction from somebody who is bigger you know somebody who right. might have a blue check mark that's, beside their yeah, name that's the whole yeah, that's true. it's a clout that's, game yeah so it's, it's a weird people play some weird games man i hate the internet mm-hmm. like the, the older i get and it sounds fun i'm 34 but i'll be feeling like sometimes like i'm 60 because i'm just like oh don't share no internet shit with me and like people come to me like did you see this this and that look at this on my facebook this and i'm like all oh, y'all stupid <laughs> And it's it's really not even that serious, but like I just be getting mad because I'm just like, yo, that person ain't even really like that. 
Yo, I felt that four years ago. So what I did, I on, I have a lot of friends on Facebook, but I unfollowed all their posts. So the only post I see is the business page and shit that I want to see, which is just I fucking get out of bro. I had to get out of shit. Facebook. I had to get out of Facebook, and that felt good. And I think Twitter is next. And let me figure out a way Twitter to do the to do the things that I need to do, business wise, and like this podcast and my podcast wise to where I don't need the social media. Oh yes, please. I might leave dog. Yo, we, I think everyone has to, like, I might say, Hey, y'all got it. (laughs) Y'all got it. But I know like that, that those things, the fucked up part about it is I recognize that all of these social medias can also do some really, really good, great, cool stuff too. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's what you watch and what you see. Yeah, it's it's just, just block it out. I don't know. I don't know. Let's just let's let's get out of here for a second. Let me change it up. Loriano, would you go to a glory hole? <laughs> <laughs> what? It's just I, I've just been thinking about that. Like the idea Have and you? the concept of the glory. Yeah, dog. Like what? not what like, the fuck did this stem from? I, bro, <laughs> this is gonna sound tell so us the story. Crazy. No. It's not a great story, but it's going to sound funny because, like, this is the, the God honest truth. I've been thinking about this shit for, like, three days. Okay. Who was the first person that, like, was like, no, 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 no. Put a hole in it and put your dick through there. And well, according then, to Dave Chappelle, gays. <laughs> really? That's what he said during his comedy special. The one recently? Yeah. He said the glory hole got invented from the gay community. And then he oh, did a whole hilarious. little, yeah, it was fucking funny. I missed that shit. And, that's and everyone laughed, and it was fucking perfect. Because and then it's like, oh, because it made sense. He painted a picture, and he was like, yo. <laughs> nah, so here's where mine came from. So okay, I seen this video once, right? And I've thought about this video a million times since I actually seen it. I was perusing porn one night. This had to be a good two years ago, even. There is this. I know it's so. Hear me out. I know it's fake. I know it's fake. I know it's fake. But like, there was this video, and these bitches was in the walls, right? Like, like they're laying on these things in the wall. But the wall is like half of their bodies on one side. Oh, bro, that's not fake at all. I've watched the usable half is on the other side. I'll say right. Yeah, you pay to go in like a theme park. Oh yeah. And I was just like, yo. Are you watching? No, to get active. It, it was Europe. It, it's in Europe. Bro, I was blown away at the concept of this, right? And so was I my was dick. like, interesting. Who's having more fun here? The women or the men? Uh, well, she, damn, you just fucked me up because I think psychology kicks in because women need a job or like they're worried about some money shit. Like, well, I'm just going to do this because of it. Or is or, it a win? <laughs> or the job <laughs> is the cover up for the things that you wanted to do anyways, but that gives you a cover from society. It's covered meaning what? Meaning a lot of women have that fantasy of well, the random I what. don't know who's on the other side of that curtain. My well, sex my job Christy. made me hate dealing with men, just so you know. Hmm. Well, that was different. You dealt with them differently. You talked to them and 
you were their mentor and their psychologist. Yeah, yeah so interpersonal yeah. relationships, but that's just straight fantasy different. sex. No, Christy, they're in the wall. They can't even see the dudes. And they're just their their vagina is up to the wall, and the men yep. are sticking their penis they can't to the wall. See what? them, talk to them. Not, yes, I have got to find this link. It's wild, but wow, that's insane. It was literally like two years ago, and the shit was yeah, super intriguing. Uh, and I was like, I'll never forget it. <laughs> I know it sounds wow. wild, but it made me. Did think you about want to this. go to there when you saw it though? And why? Yeah, but I like some wild shit, right? <laughs> Honest to God, I was just more intrigued with the concept. Would I go? 100%. But I don't think the actual physical act and like what was going on was like the draw. I, the concept was, was the wild wall to me. Was between them wood? Uh, yes. What? You on there now? I'm about to, hold on. You didn't know. I'm about to find it. Was it? That would hurt. It's Boy, pretty much a train in, in different stations. And you can go to the glory hole station. <laughs> you can go to the fucking legs up position. Like, or the girls like oh, ass out But the everything. woman, there's more of the round than just the Found one, it. The, Hold on, Christy. I'm about, to, I'm about to send you. Oh, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, my. <laughs> y'all keep talking while I've i send her this link i've not received it yet that was just my reaction of the thought yeah hold on i'm sending it now keep going okay yeah that's uh no i'll be honest i've seen it before and there is an animal instinct inside of me i was like wow this is fucking really hot this, as, a, as, as, a, as a male as a male and oh i'm just like damn it's literally a vending machine with women. That's what it is. And you just pay a one-time fee. Okay. So. <laughs> oh, it, oh, Christy, when you watch that, turn your volume down. I did. <laughs> Again, uh, got new uh, sponsors coming aboard here soon, and you know. <laughs> it's gonna, yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't be cute. You see that? That's. Weird. Wild, I like it. I don't. I don't. What? The I hell? hear from my friend mm-hmm. that there are places in Chicago like this. <laughs> yeah, I think that video reminds me of the the Petey Pablo song "Freak a Leak" in every sense. The dirty version. Yeah, well, that would be a good while you say that, and I'm watching this video, I hear, Freak a Leak, do you like it? Yeah, <laughs> like, see what I'm saying? No, I can't. Do you like <laughs> No. You wouldn't be down for that, Christy? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it about it that it's that makes it a hell no? It's it's appalling to me. And can appalling? You, what's, what's about it? between the female perspective that they're doing in that you're watching, what do you think? Can you jump into their minds? What do you think they might be thinking? They are literally thinking I'm getting paid. I don't give a fuck. Okay. 
That's all they're thinking. Yeah, <laughs> and that makes sense. Thinking. But what is it about it that makes it? And they're probably wondering about thinking about all the things that they're the reasons that they're doing it for the reasons why they need the money. That's probably why they're doing it. They're is this what you used to think about when you would strip? No. Like, is that, is that I what didn't. goes through strippers minds? No, because I was young. I was young and I didn't give a shit. I but was, were you, so when you were, were you enjoying it though? Like the I dancing? was when I was, when I was drunk. Yeah. Because I was just like, I was, I felt, I felt good about myself because I felt sexy, you know? Mm-hmm. But now power... I don't feel that way. I'm fat. <laughs> I would be like, oh, don't look at me. <laughs> well, that's called self-esteem issues. But when you're, if you were still in your perspective, sexy and just got it going on, I think that would feel powerful, right? No, not. I, no, I don't think having sex with somebody because I had people offer me money for sex when I worked there, and I was like, no. I'm even thinking take the money out of it. Oh uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was just, just kind of think this shit's kind of hard. Like, no. no money transactions at all. But, See, I don't okay. like that. Like, I, like, and I've been with guys that, like when they were having sex, like they didn't want to kiss or whatever, and I just can't get into that. Like, I want to feel stimulated. Also, I don't want you to just like stick it in me and think like that's just great. And we're just that's you know I'm wet and mm-hmm. we're ready because I'm not. You know. I need to be worked up too. Have you ever have you ever had a one night stand? Yes, With like of course someone... I have. Oh, you yeah, I forgot that you told us about one. Um, isn't that kind of the same thing? If you don't really know them like that, not if you're literally sticking the whole bottom half of your body through a hole in a hole. <laughs> I guess okay, yeah, I guess it's <laughs> <laughs> that is not the same. I guess it is physically different. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I would say I'm, I would, tr- I would even try to relate and say, Hey, I see what you're saying, but I, no, I don't see it at all. Dang. I mean, Hey, I don't know. It's yeah. But no, I'm a female, so I'm judgy. But why? I don't, don't know. Like I just am. Nasty stuff too. That's just, I mean, I'm sorry. Most females that you ask, they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, that looks awesome to me. It looks like a good time. But the ones that do. We should conduct a poll this week. (laughs) 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 I'm curious to know how many females would say, yeah, that looks like a good time. I'd have to get clever about the link <laughs> as far, and the description. What's that called oh. when girls love sex all the time? Is that a nymphomaniac? Yeah. Yeah, I think okay. it's, yeah. But that's even different, though, than a nymphomaniac, I feel like. And that's and that's actually, nympho is like, it's not that you love sex all the time. You have an actual addiction right. that you have to have it. And it's... It, to sometimes pleasure it, or sex, or not, is it both, or just the well, same thing? Well, sometimes it becomes a mental thing like cigarettes. Bro. I drink, I smoke when I'm at the bar because I drink. You see what I'm well, saying? Oh, of and course it's like a, And it's I like a... life is a mental construction. Yeah, and I think a lo- that's it falls more in those bounds, as in like, I need to do this because this is what I do. And like, so I have to have this. I have to do these things. I need to. Uh, and, and so maybe like, a job like that is perfect for a girl like that. 
yeah. I love. I think it goes me, way I, deeper than that. I think it's way hypnotism. farther than I'm than I'm capable of going. You know what I mean? But yeah, I think the I think Nympho's taking on this like everybody learned the term and it and it kind of diminished it a little bit. But yeah, I actually it's just think like it's narcissist. like a a Everybody's real mental disorder. I think it's a real mental disorder that like my disorder sounds too heavy. I don't listen. I'm not it a psychologist. Is. It I really don't know. Is. Just listen, like a drug I don't want to make this shit sound like I'm the nigga that knows what he's talking about. Just like <laughs> a drug this is what addict, I think. It is like Yeah, I think it's more I think it's more clinical than it is like Ooh, I just like to have sex. No, no, no. They need it. An info like can be like, it. oh, I know that person probably has STDs and I just don't give a shit because I need some I'm dick. gonna do it anyways. Yeah. We sound know... so judgy right now though. Because Ooh. if we brought a nympho on, they might say the opposite, right? Like, no, honestly, I, I can't. That's why I keep off. saying I might be wrong. I'm I'm yeah, yeah. no, 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 We're no. hundred percent. Sure. This is hundred percent what it is. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I'm just saying I think it's like I think that's one of those terms that started off as a clinical term and over the years it just got started to get used as this thing. Kind of like when we say, oh, dude, he's retarded. And if you're out there in a nympho, the word changed to meaning. True. 100%. Yes, definitely. We'd be open. The word changed. (laughs) Yeah. And that's that's all I'm trying to say is I think think we lightened up the word, you know. Damn, we lightened up a lot of words, right? We sure did. We sure did. Because and this is the funny thing show, is, we don't talk about she, they now, or well, I don't know what bro, that, that whole thing came thing. on. Here's the wild thing when it comes to the trans people. And dog, I well, don't know. I see Explain. girls or guys saying that without being trans or gay. Me too. That's people, why I'm even I more feel like confused. People need to be more understanding of the fact that. People are not always educated on these pronouns and shit like that. That bingo. What you just said is golden. Like, here's I mean, the thing. like naturally, I when know. I see somebody that I see as female passing, I'm going to say she. And when I see somebody that's male passing, I'm going to say he. Like, I just, that's just natural for me. She and I he, I it. understand. If you tell me to that your call pronoun a is person she, they, like, it confuses me. I don't understand me. what they means. I understand what she and he means. So if like you're if you're trans and you're a trans woman and you say and I accidentally say he and you say actually my pronoun is she, that's an instant under I I can fix that. Right. Got it. Okay. When do I use they? Yeah, like I don't get that. I don't understand it. I think I, and you know, then there's a lot of, you know, I just don't it gets into a lot of technical terms that I'm not comfortable with. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm going to see if I can call somebody that will know when to use they. Because, like, I think that's a question a bunch of people have. And I mean it with all due respect. I don't know what the fuck, how to use them terms. Yo. I will call you whatever you want me to call you. Yeah. But, you but don't get know. mad if I say nigga why. Out of respect, right? Yo, let me tell you a quick. It's not even a joke. It's so I saw this fucking TikTok video on there. And follow me, I self-reflect, motherfucking TikTok. But anyways, got in a rabbit hole, and this dude Is motherfucking TikTok different than TikTok? No, it's the same thing. (laughs) I'm just playing. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch. Literally thought the same thing. (laughs) Did you? Yeah. I was like, did he say literally? I self-reflect. It was was a comedy scroll type thing, and this dude was telling a joke, but not telling a joke, because what the joke's about. So he was like, yo, transgender people, if you had a dog 
or motherfucking cat. And if somebody said, hey, what gender is that cat? And you said, oh, that's a male cat. And the question got asked back, how would you know? And this dude dropped the mic. And I was like, oh, I get what he was trying to say. Hmm. And it was slightly funny and amusing to me because it's saying, I don't care what you did identify as, but it's like this spread like wildfire. Like you have to be something that different than you are. But yeah, yeah. if you got a friend on the line, let's call him up. Are they transgender? She's not, uh, but she knows. Uh, she's she's not texting me back. I texted oh. to see if she's awake. Well, what's her um, background? Guessing, uh, she works with a lot of transgender people. And she actually her I, actual job is as an activist. Let me see if I got because I got a I got a couple homies and shit. I don't think her job's as an activist, but that's what she be on. She be on all. She knows all that shit. And yeah, I think she's asleep because she's not texting me back, which sucks. Because she would have the right answer, and it's probably something so simple that we all be like, oh, okay, but. Yeah, no. Or they probably, I think it could be possibly that they can identify with more than one identity at, you know, any, at any given time. They can identify as male or female at certain times. Well, I love studying, like, especially metaphysical worlds. We have this balance of female and male energy. But I know I'm male because I got a fucking dick. But if you say otherwise, I'm okay with the, what did you say? Like you said, Hey, I'm fucking from the planet, you know, whatever. I'd be like, okay, cool. She's from the planet, whatever. <laughs> yeah. That sounds great. <laughs> but to me, it's interesting because I want people to be interesting in their own introspective way. Right. Rather than going along with something else. And they still not know who they are at the end of the day. If you get to define yourself as she or they or he and they then it's just like to me it says like wow i think you might know a little more about yourself than somebody else does or what does that mean to you but they know they never know how to answer it because you know when i took a, a sociology class it was called the couch potato um activist where people sit on the couch and they just go along with the crowd and they hit a button Rather than feeling a certain mood about a certain way that really dictates their life to a certain path. Mm -hmm. But what were you about to say, Harvey? The interesting thing to me also is, um, so trans, the transgender community and the LBG community as a whole, they mm -hmm. always speak of gender being fluid, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where they get the, the he, she, they thing. And I'm like, that's... I understand you saying that, but my question is this. If gender is fluid, why is it so important that you chose one? So, like, if you are a... I think that's why they say they, right? So they're saying we're not choosing one. Right? I don't think so. I think there are some people but, who But no, they, don't, they never gender. just put they, dog. It Ooh. never says they. It says <laughs> he, they, or the she slash, slash. J. Yeah. Right. I think and so you chose one. That's true. You're right. And so it's like if 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 gender is fluid and you were born female. Right. And you feel like you should be male. Wait, well no 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 no. Male, that's that's made up. That's fluid, right? 
Why can't you just be the dope version of you as you? And like, it's it's just weird to me that they can that you you would acknowledge that male slash female exists when it comes to who you're supposed to be or how you act. I think right? so. But at the same at Hard. the same time, it's like this openness. If you're gonna open the doors to openness, and you're not gonna be yeah. open at the end of the door, then who the so fuck if are you, you? If you were to just tell me they, because like I don't really fit in with male or female, so can you just comment? Hey, they a hundred. That's dope. I got yeah, I got that. But you don't. You say he slash she. So okay. to me, if you're dope and you're you're comfortable and you're being yourself, like authentically, it doesn't matter what's between your legs. Like that's just I, again, I could be wrong. I'm not I'm not a part of that community, but like these are questions that I have from the outside looking in. Like I understand you say these things, but like, can you explain this to me? Yes, because so- that's confusing. Because when you put a gender on it by he slash they. I then have to put a gender on it because you put he first. And is the he, is that just expectations or is that a dick? Right. So if you're listening right now, please leave us a comment what you think. And and if you got the time, fucking let us know your age too, because we want to know the spectrum of this and, and educate research. Yeah, exactly. Educate. We're, I don't know. I'm just throwing, literally, this is how I you learn the things. Pronouns were usually she, her, he, him, they, them. You talking about in school or you talking about what these No, people? like if if somebody's going to be a she, then it's she, her. If it's a he, then it's he, him, or they, them. Now, the only thing that I get confused about is the they and them. If it's just they and them and there's not, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Or, or if well, it is, I've because I've never saw like he them. What did uh? Do you see what I'm what, saying? I do. What hey? What did Bernie Mac's niece say? Remember when <laughs> she said him yep. downstairs? Him downstairs. You want some milk and cookies? Yo, maybe Bernie was trans, dog, and she just felt the need to throw his pronoun out there, right? Yo, little side know. note, I just watched some fucking episode where they talked about his homies that were in the whole fucking Kings of Comedy and the side notes of his friends group. They never liked yeah. him. I could see that. I Bernie's like, from Chicago. There are different kinds of people there. I could see that. You know who I don't like? Um, He was in the damn Kings of Comedy, too. Shit. I don't Hugh- blank his Hugh- name. Hughley? D.L. Hughley. So D.L. <laughs> Hughley does the afternoon radio show here, right? He's the most annoying fucking radio host. <laughs> he is like the black version of whatever the white version is of the radio people that just hated Obama. That's oh. how he was to Trump. And like, I don't give a shit what you think about Trump. But like, dog, he would get on the radio every day and blame Trump because the clouds were coming. Blame Trump. <laughs> like it got so ridiculous. I didn't like this motherfucker neither, but like it yeah, got so ridiculous it, know, to the point either, that it's but... like, dog, shut the fuck up. I hear you're a funny comedian. Be that. <laughs> I hear that now about Biden. And it's like, dude, I'm so sick of hearing it. I'm so shut over that up. shit, man. 
radio nigga. Be radio nigga. The gas. Play some music. The gas. <laughs> Play some music. Well, did you hear? Is the Rock gonna run for president? Did we I hear that not. right? I hope not, because we're gonna learn a lot of things about the Rock that's gonna change how you feel about him. The rest of the public is, and I hope I hope it doesn't happen. Because people hmm. really look up to like the Rock and I like love the it Rock. When they come in there and they're like the gas. It's a, it's it's them damn d- Democrats. I'm like, well, our DM is the one that comes. It calls me and tells me what our price needs to be of our gas. <laughs> Their face be cracked, like, huh? I'm like, yeah, my DM is the one that tells me the price of our gas. They just don't know what to say. It's, uh, I don't know, it's it's wild. It's wild. We're rambling now, but sometimes it's good to get that shit out of there. I just, you know. Well, it's been on all our minds, right? It's one of those things, like, you should talk about and not talk about at the same time. But at Cloud Conversations, we slightly don't give a fuck because we're the Cloud Conversations. Talking to the clouds of the minds of the peoples and our perspectives, and hopefully at some point in your perspective as well. But we need that feedback. But at the same time, we're gonna keep it interesting till we die. Yeah, because I'm gonna try to. Um, the person I was texting, I hope I, I'll get a response by the morning, and I'm gonna see about getting her to join and kind of explain to us what the shit means. Because I know I probably sound ignorant, but Half of mine is jokes and half of it is really like, I have no idea what the fuck is going on with this stuff. And I, I want some answers because I just want to be educated. I think she'll do it if I can get a hold of her. But she's got to get in contact with me eventually because her baby lives in this house. So, <laughs> you know, we made a baby together. So she owes me. <laughs> she's definitely not coming on now. That I well, said that. I have a but, homie who does, um, who, what's it called? Um, cross-dressing and he does those oh yeah 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 um what's that shit called christy um drag shows drag shows drag shows yeah so i got a homie who does drag shows in eugene oregon okay and he'd be straight open talking about all the shit that would be dope yeah if you could if you could set that up that would be be fun as hell and yeah that would be good but then if he gets canceled and it's like Yeah, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's a snowball effect. It's just like where are people minds at to delegate the next era. I agree. What I agree. what's so interesting to me is the next era always. Because I I don't live in the past. I think about it. The next the, it. Ne- the next era what? I'm so interested to see what the next era might bring, right? Oh, so we, it seems okay. like we have these cataclysms of uh uh, what's it called? Train of thoughts or eras or phases. I think phase is a great word that we go through, right? Mm-hmm. As in our lifetime, there's phases, right? We got the Trump phase, we got the Obama phase, we got all these different phases. The phases of coronavirus is going to be a, a question about in fucking ten years, and then we have the the he she phase. It's so like we're just going through these phases as humans, right? I just love to decipher those phases on like the human mind thinking. So are we following along with the, the curve, the path, other people, what are we doing? But then again, I love talking about this shit because it gets me Jones. I fucking Jones off this shit. Well, I mean, we'll continue it. Like I said, it's the good thing about uh, this forum that we have is there's always going to be more questions than answers. So, I mean, we've always got places to go with it, you know, well, welcome um, to Cloud Conversations. Exactly. Tell um tell them where they can find you at. 
Well, if you want to hit me up personally, it's 11, Loriano11 on Instagram. If you want to hit me up business-wise or just see what I'm going on, it's a I self-reflect on Instagram or the I self-reflect podcast where it's a bit different than this, but I want to elevate your consciousness and your mind to make you your own guru because you're fucking worth it and your brain is your greatest asset. Christine, what about you? My Instagram is trailer.part.beauty and my YouTube is trailer. Yo, Christy, why Christy sound like she tired of our shit? No, I'm, I've been sitting here looking at my cat's fight. I've I feel been, like she flicked her finger and said, yeah. No, I've been sitting here watching my cat's fight and I've been trying to go back and forth from taking my my mic off mute and everything because they're like and I'm like stop <laughs> is there like I would never stop two pussies of fighting hi no. alright okay go but, ahead okay, so Run my again. YouTube Run again. is Trailer Park Beauty and so you can catch me at either one of those alright again this is Cloud oh, we gotta get out of here this is Cloud Conversations uh, you guys know where to find me and this, if you're on Spotify, Spotify, hit follow. Uh, share this with <laughs> I'm not fucking with him tonight. I'm out. Um, I will be back at 8 a.m. tomorrow with uh, Morning Edition. And that's going to be every day this week, Monday through Friday. Uh, you're hearing this probably on a Monday night. Uh, I'm breaking the third wall here, but it's probably going to come out on Monday night. You'll get us again, I believe, on Thursday. This dude is wilding. We're going to try to get some in intelligent talk on Thursday. Cloud Conversations, and thank you for listening. We out.